Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to this week's message of the Zoe Church podcast. I just have to say the team recently showed me some of the numbers of people that are downloading and listening to our church's messages. And I want to thank every person that shares these messages. One of the first things that our team said was people share the messages. So thank you to every person that subscribes and shares, trying to get the gospel and the message of Jesus out to around the world. Thank you to every person that partners with us to give. You can give on our website or text Zoe to 77977. You can give stock, crypto, or however you'd like to give, but let's continue to be generous people. This week, we're in a one-off, meaning we can kind of preach on whatever we want. So I'm talking today about fountains, foundations, and fruit. Let's jump in to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. I want to talk, we're kind of in between series, and uh, usually we're in a a study, and we're going to jump into another soon, but we call these off weekends where they're kind of free, I can preach about whatever I want, so I'm going to preach to you what I'm excited about, is that okay? I'm going to preach, let's try it again, I'm going to preach to you what I'm excited about, is that okay? Come on, la raza, let's go, vamos, but um. I've really been thinking about this scripture. Let's go. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what has been done, whether good or bad. We must all, all of us, are going to stand before the judgment seat. Just a heads up and good news to us, our judge has a name and his name is Jesus. Anybody thankful that the same guy that died for you is the same guy that's going to judge you? Anybody thankful that the guy that gave you his righteousness is going to judge your life? So just a heads up, Tupac was right, only God can judge me. You know, somebody's like, you can't, don't judge me. Only God can judge me. You right. And so when you die, you will face, you'll face two judgments. This is the thought I've been on. You're going to face two judgments. The first judgment you will face is, did you believe in my son? Or, or did you believe in Jesus? That's salvation. The second judgment that you will face is, what did you do with my son? The first judgment is what gets you into heaven. Now, I would just want to be very biblically sound today. You cannot earn your way into salvation. You can only believe your way into salvation. So I'm thankful that the first one only requires belief in Jesus. So the first judgment, do you believe in Jesus? That he was not just a good man, he was the God man. That he was not a prophet, but he was the Messiah. So that's the first judgment. The second judgment is what did you do with the knowledge that this is the greatest message the world will ever hear? What did you do with the understanding that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life? What did you do with my son? I love in Matthew 25 to further the thought. He says this, on that day, all the nations will be gathered before him. And he will separate them from one another. As a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. He will divide the believers over here and the believers will be on this side and say, yep, I believe in Jesus. And then the second judgment, which by the way, 
we have to get a better framework for. God on the second judgment is not going like, you went to Vegas, didn't you? You don't think I didn't see you at the marquee? So that's what we're doing now. We just go to the wind. That's what we do. The second judgment is not about how bad you did. The second judgment is a reward for what you did. And he will reward you. He will reward. I don't know about you, but I think we need to flip the narrative of being scared to getting excited. That I'm going to live. Paul the apostle says for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. In other words, as long as I'm in this tent, as long as I'm in this body, in clearly my father's suit jacket today, as long as I'm, you, you, I will fill this out one day. You just, you just, I'm fasting. Anyways, um, that as long as I'm here, I'm living for God. We should flip the narrative to be like, I'm not afraid of that day. I'm actually excited about that day. Because I want to show God, I know I'm not perfect. I know I make mistakes. I know I didn't do everything right. But to the best of my ability, I live to give, not to take. I live to serve, not to be served. I live for the glory of your name, not the glory of my name. On the second judgment, on the second judgment, 2 Corinthians 5.10, I can't get over this verse. You will stand before your judge, his name is Jesus. And he will reward you. He will recompense you. He, will, he, will, he, he can say to some of us, well done, thy good and thy faithful servant. Or some of us are going to show up and be like, see, what had happened was. I want to talk to you about three things I think you need in your life so that you can stand on that day strong and secure. I want to preach a message today, write down the title. It's called Fountains, Foundations, and Fruit. Fountains, Foundation, and Fruit. Sorry, when I get going on an F word, I just can't stop. Faith forward future, come on. Just fountains, foundations, fruit. Like I just got stuck, okay? But I, w- I want to talk to you about the first F, and then the first one is the, the fountains of your life, the, fa- the streams that you're consuming. I want to talk, I want to just ask you today are you drinking in living water? Are you drinking in the gospel and the love of Jesus? Are you digesting the love and the gospel and the forgiveness and the approval and the acceptance that is in Christ? I love this song that we're singing today, this new Zoe song. Oh, praise the rugged king stretched on a cross for me. I'll forever sing. Oh, praise the rugged king. And when we were writing this song in our offices, I said to them, you know, the first verse says, I was broken and I was weary. I was lost, and I said in the, in the fourth line, I said, can we say, I was broken, I was, I was weary, I was lost, and I was thirsty. And they said, Pastor, you can't say thirsty. I said, why, why can't I say thirsty? They said, oh, you can't say thirsty. I'm like, it's in the Bible. I think if it's in the Bible, we can use it. Have you noticed yet how thirsty your soul is? Have you been aware yet of your soul cravings? That's why the Bible says, as a deer panteth for the water brook, so my soul longs for you, thirsts for you, God. I want to tell you, if you're dry or weary today, if you're thirsty, come to the fountain of life. Come drink from the living water. Come get a big gulp of the love and the grace of Jesus. Oh, listen to Isaiah the prophet. Isaiah says this, if anyone is thirsty... 
Come and drink. Even if you don't have money, come. Take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? Listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you and I will give you all the unfailing love I promised David. God would say to you, are you thirsty today? Are you longing? Are you, are, you, are you thirsty for more? Because everything you're looking for is found in the person of Jesus. Everything that your soul is craving is found in faith in God. And I'm telling you, if you're thirsty, come to Jesus. If you need a drink, come to Jesus. That's why we love the story of the woman at the well, that Jesus offers her a drink from water, that if she drinks it, rivers of living water will flow out of her. It was amazing. Uh, like every summer, uh, Julia makes this summer bucket list. And it is, uh, it's just the worst thing ever, I got to admit. Because like, now I got to work the whole summer. 66 things. It's like, oh my gosh. 66 books, 66 items. Anyways, so we're working. This means every day you got to do something. So yesterday she crossed off a lemonade stand. So two of our boys um, got the juicer out, squeezed lemons and they made signs, and we went down to Manhattan Beach and set up the whole operation. By the way, shout out to all the moms that are putting their Venmo on the lemonade stand now. Like, I didn't grow up with those QR codes. Like, that's, this is smart stuff. And so um, our, our boys were out there selling. We learned that our seven-year-old's a salesman. Like, like, so it was like $5 for a large, $2 for inflation, right? <laughs> $2 for a small. But the way he baited these people in was... Free jokes. And all of his jokes had to do with lemons, lemonade. This is my favorite one. He says, um, do you want to know why the lemon grew sad? And the, 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 the passerbys were like, uh, and he go, it lost its zest for life. <laughs> and, and they would do that. And they'd be like, well, let's buy from this kid. Let's just buy from him. <laughs> This guy made a killing off of it, $99 to be exact. Anyways, his mother used it on teaching him how to tithe. Anyways, but I got a laugh over there. I don't know who that is, but I appreciate that one. And, and, and every person, every customer would come and they would, you know, the, one of the boys would fill up their, their glass. And, and one of the guys was so funny. They filled it about halfway and he's like, mm, I paid five bucks. Let's go a little bit further, buckaroo. <laughs> so I respected it. I respect it. I'm not mad at you. So, so they, every person I watched their face, they would, they would take the lemonade glass and they'd take a sip and they'd go, oh, wow. Oh, hey. Oh, wow. Emphasis on the lemon, huh, guys? Let's add some aid there, huh? And I just, I, I wonder today if you've been drinking some water that has some, some bad mixture. I wonder if you've been drinking in bitterness, unforgiveness, resentment. I, I wonder if what you've been consuming in your life has left you drier than what Jesus would do. 
One of my favorite stories is in Exodus 15, and Moses is leading God's Israelites, the chosen people, into the promised land, and they've been on some kind of journey, and they're thirsty. And they come to this waters called Marah, and when they get there, and they're thirsty, when they get there, they can't drink the water because it's bitter. Watch what God does with Moses, Exodus 15. It says, now when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. And therefore the name of it was called Marah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, what shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. And when he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. And the Lord showed him a tree and when he added the tree into the waters, they were sweet. I wonder what God needs to show you that you need to add to your life. I wonder if Bible reading needs to be added. I wonder if connect groups needs to be added. I wonder if serving or going on a mission trip, because something's not working right now. And God showed him. God, let's pray today that God opens our eyes to show us what's missing in our life. Because I know I've got cravings. I know I've got, I, I want God. I need God. I need something better. I need, I'm, I'm empty. I'm dry. I'm depleted. I'm, I'm depressed. I'm going through things. I don't feel well. I need, I need living water. Yeah. And the people came to the water like, we can't drink that. There ain't nothing worse. Do you remember in science class when you were growing up and they would show you a glass of water and they would show you what was in the water and you're like, because to the natural eye it looks fine. But then you start breaking it down. That's why we were fascinated with Flynn, Michigan. We can't believe that these, they have water, but they can't drink it. Stop settling for something that's not God's best. Stop lowering your standards to go, huh? It's available. Nothing else to drink. No. You need better fountains. And the Lord showed him a tree. The Lord, I wonder what the Lord will show you today. I wonder what the Lord could open your eyes to see. You know, this is what's missing from your life. If you add that into the mixture, what was bitter will become sweet. I'm telling you, one of the, one of the best books that has ever been written, I want to encourage you. And that's a bold statement, but, I, but I've seen it free so many people. It was written years ago. It's called The Bait of Satan. And The Bait of Satan, to Eve, he sold her an apple. But to you, he sells unforgiveness. He sells bitterness. And I wonder if you've been drinking bitter water. I wonder if you just received forgiveness and gave forgiveness. I wonder what would happen to your life if you said, you know what? I went from bitter church face to sweet face. I went from bitter marriage face to sweet face. I went from bitter life face to saying, thank you God for the way you raised me. Thank you God for the way you love me. Thank you God for the way you, come on West Side. Come on Miguel. Let's clap and let's thank God for the fountain that flows from Jesus. He says, are you, are you thirsty? Come, come. Anybody that's thirsty. Anybody that's, that's thirsty, come and drink from the fountain. The first one I want to ask you today is are you drinking from sweet water or from bitter water? And the second one is foundation. I like the foundation one. The foundation is, is really important, how you're building your life. The foundation is really a big deal because I think in our culture, everyone is wanting to build bigger. And I feel like God is saying to us, we should probably focus on building stronger. Everybody wants, you know, like, like big, whatever big is to you. I want to be. I want to be. I want a big company. I want to make a big salary. I want to. 
I want to, I want to go places. I want to, I want to, I want to be big. Maybe we should change our focus. Maybe the focus should be stronger, not bigger. Maybe instead of building up, this is just a thought. Maybe we should build down. You know, there's a scripture that says that God calls you deep as deep calls unto deep. And so being a deep Christian, by the way, is not going like, hmm. What's the Hebrew to that? I stopped going to Zoe, you know, Zoe. I stopped going because the teaching was like shallow. It's like it just wasn't deep enough for me. It wasn't deep teaching. I want to go deeper in my faith. (laughs) Sally, calm down, okay? To be deep in faith is to apply God's word. Deeper faith means whatever he teaches, I apply. So if God tells me to be holy, I'm just going to do my best to be holy. God asked me to tithe. I don't even bat an eye. It's so funny. These guys, they, they go out and they, they sell this lemonade. And Julia, you know, the seven-year-old, the salesman, he made $25. And so Julia's teaching him on the tithe. And he's just like, this is upsetting to him. He's like, I made 20. You're telling me I got to give God what? And she's teaching him. Yeah, so let's do the math here. And we're doing, you know, if God gives you 10 apples and he's asking for a 10th, we're trying to, it's just not registering. He's just, because he's upset. So finally, after like five minutes and us teaching this twice, he goes to his room and he comes back with a coin. And he goes, Dad, I want to be like that lady in in the Bible that like gives her her coin. Can I just do that? <laughs> you see what I'm working with here? That's why I didn't even go to kids camp. But we do stuff like that with God. Like, God, um, can I just, can we just like, um, can we just, you know, just, can I just, can I make bargains with you or like agreements with you? Or can I like cut corners? Or can it be like I'm half living, half dead? Or can it be like sometimes you rule and sometimes I get to like call some shots? Or like sometimes it's your plan, but you know, a few times of the year it could be my plan. Or like, it, no, it's all God. It's all his plan. It's his way. It's his thoughts. It's his word. It's his teachings. It's his law. It's his precept. Oh, I love, I love what Jesus says here. Look at Matthew. He says, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. I can never say on the rock without thinking Sean Connery on the rock. Uh, okay, so on the rock. <laughs> Laugh with me, not at me. <laughs> and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew. And it beat on that house, but it did not fall, for it was founded on. You want to do it or you want me to do it? (laughs) Julia does it so much better. I got to be honest. Is it okay if Pastor Julia does this? Come here. Pastor Julia, just right here. I just need you to, she does a great Sean Connery clap and she'll, she'll oblige us. Come here, Julia. Pastor Julia, right here so the lights can get you. We need your best on the rock right here. Just, just hit us one time just with on the rock. I have more comments than I do um, accents. Okay. Um, 
The Rock. Clap for Pastor Julia. I told you, it's better. See, see, what Jesus is trying to say, what he's trying to say is just a heads up. We're not here to preach doom and gloom. Happy Fourth of July. I hope you enjoy all the chips and all the drink and all the hot dogs and cheeseburgers. I hope you have the time of your life, and I hope you have a great party and celebration. I'm for living life, and I'm for having joy, but I just want to tell you a storm is coming. You're either in a storm, you're either coming out of a storm, or you're preparing for the next storm. So all three are at play. You're either in a storm right now, you're either just right now coming out of a storm, Thank you, Jesus. But don't, 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 don't you worry. A storm, you're preparing for the next storm. And so storms are coming. It, it, it just, it's just part of life. I saw on the weather yesterday, Tennessee, uh, 4th of July weekend, Tennessee, this pool, like chairs are flying and people at this hotel trying to run in. And Tennessee's got crazy weather right now for the 4th of July. And when I saw that video, I was like, Maybe y'all shouldn't have left California. I just, I'm just saying. Because we balling out here, baby. Pay my taxes. I'm happy to live out here in L.A., to live and die in L.A. But the storms are, I'm being facetious. The storms are coming. The storms are coming. The storms are coming. The storms are coming. And we, you know, you know, <laughs> we, we, it's just life touches everybody. I don't care what you have or don't have, life has a propensity of touching everybody. None of us are above it. None of us can sidestep it. Life will touch everybody. And when the, when the, you know, when the wind is howling and the rain is falling and the storm is raging, what's going to be left? Like what will be left? Because like, you know, fair weather... Christianity is going like, when it was good, I was good. But like when it went bad, you know, you know, like I really served God until I had kids. But then when I had kids, they messed it up. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They messed up your money. (laughs) They can't make lemonade for a lick, but you can't blame others for not setting a foundation. Setting a foundation. He said, the fool, the fool, the foolish one is the one that builds his house on the sand. And when that wind comes and that rain drops and everything breaks loose, he goes, how great of a fall it will happen. I want to encourage you to fix your fountain. And I want to encourage you to fill in your foundation. You know, so that day, 2 Corinthians 5, so that day when you stand in front of your judge, his name is Jesus. And you look at Jesus and he says, what did you do? And you go, I'll tell you what I did. In the good and the bad, I worshiped. In the highs and the lows, I chose faith. In the worst of times and the best of times, I was planted in the house of God. When I had no money, when I had a lot of money, I chose you. Some of us are trying to build bigger. And maybe God is pivoting you to build stronger. It's like summer, you know, summer, it's all about, you know, beach muscles, you know, buys, tries. 
Like, why are you immediately laughing at me? I feel like, I feel you laughing at me. It's just so inappropriate. I'm a man of God, okay? Am I not a man of God? But if you want to get fit, you work on your core. You strengthen your core. And I want to encourage you. I'm not, again, doom, gloom. But you're either in a storm, coming out of a storm, or getting ready for the next one. And maybe the next time a storm comes your way, you can say, I'm not turning to that thing again. I'm not going down that path again. I'm not getting annihilated again. I'm not getting thrown headstrong again. Come on, let's just clap in advance and tell God, I'm getting my fountain right. I'm getting my foundation right. Third one, worship team, come join me. The next thing is produce. It's fruit. It's fruit. Jesus says, John 15, he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Which, by the way, I just want to go on the record and let you know I love fruit. Anybody else? Where are the fruit people at? I love apples and bananas, okay? I love all this church is bananas, that's why I love you. I love you for that. I love fruit, man. Julia, we went to the beach on Friday, and she brought a Tupperware of watermelon, sliced up watermelon. She opened it up, started serving our boys. She said, boys, have all you want. I don't like watermelon. We've been married 14 years. I never heard such a diabolical thing come out of her mouth. I said, what, woman? You don't like Watermelon? What is wrong with you? I like all the fruits. And by the way, a tomato is not a fruit. Somebody say amen. That's a vegetable. It's a vegetable. When you stand on that judgment day, you can ask him. I know we're going to settle accounts here. It's going to be great. But when we get done sifting through all the good things I did for you, can you answer me? Was it a fruit or a It's so stupid. I apologize. Fountains, foundation, and fruit, fruit, fruit to me is is fruitfulness, fruitfulness. You know, fruit speaks, fruit tells on you. Fruit tells a story. I just find that when your fountain's really good and your foundation's really strong, the the result is fruit. By the way, nobody bears fruit by being like, oh, just gonna go and bear a bunch of fruit. Fruitfulness comes from faithfulness. Fruitfulness comes from following Jesus. And the more I follow Jesus and love Jesus and live for Jesus and serve Jesus and obsess about Jesus and worship him, I become like him. And fruit, just seven times, he says in John 15, remain in me, remain in me, remain in me. Other translations, abide in me, abide in me, abide in me, apart from me. You don't do anything good. So Jesus wants you to know and wants me to know I can't do anything that's effective without him. He is my daily bread. How often do I need this water? I need it every day. How about you? I need Jesus all the time. I don't need him in the morning. I need him also in the afternoon. And it's not just then. It's at the nighttime. It's through the midnight hour. I am totally and utterly dependent upon Jesus. He says, I am the vine. I am the vine. You're just a branch. You're just a branch. You're not the big deal. I am. Just watch Jesus. Listen, listen to this. He says, he says, um, he says, I'm the vine and you're the branch. If you abide in me, you'll bear much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. 
If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and they throw them into the fire and they are burnt. So just, just indulge me for a moment. Can we look at the negative? Bitter waters, sand, branches that have been cast away that wither. Bitter fountains, broken foundations, withering branches. Used to be fruitful, now it's withering. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. By this, my Father is glorified. So when I stand before Jesus and I stand on that judgment day and I give it a test for my life, it will be shown whether I live for the glory of God or the glory of me. There's no hiding in this moment. And the way that the Son, Jesus, will acknowledge the Father is if there was much fruit from my life. Like there's fruitfulness. In other words, the people that got around you, did they fall in love with Jesus more or did they hate church more? People that step foot in your home were they restored or were they broken apart? The fruit of your life. The fruit of your life. And I think maybe the reason why I, um, forgive me if it's like, wow, this is 4th of July, man, this is getting really serious. I think, I think maybe it's just because like it's going to happen whether we like it or not, right? So the day's coming and I'm just praying for you like I'm praying for me. We'd stand that day and go, I'm not afraid. I, 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 I'm so scared. But maybe we could live, not, not just today, but maybe we could live our whole lives going like, the day's coming and I'm excited. The day's coming and I can't wait. Because I want to tell God I did everything I could within my power to have fruit from my life. And I know I made a lot of mistakes because I'm a sinner and I was born into sin. I can't help it. And the things I want to do, I never do. And the things I never want to do, I sometimes do. But I tell you to the best of my ability, I got my fountain right and I got my foundation right. And I did my, everything I could to have fruit for my life. Like I end with this today and we can go party and just a little bit and drink Diet Cokes together but it, and it will be awesome. But, but just a heads up, this is awesome because when I thought about this, I thought about Julia's dad and my dad. And Julia's dad did not come from a good home, and neither did my dad. And they both went to Ellensburg, Washington to go to Central Washington University. And while we, they were both there to study to become educators, they were partiers, and they walked by a party one night, and my dad thought he was going into, like, a frat house. He didn't know he was going into a Jesus party. And that night he walked in and he went from bitter water to sweet water. He went from unsaved to saved and he gave his life to Jesus. And about the same time, Julia's dad did the same thing. And I'm telling you, they weren't going like, you know what? We're going to have crazy fruit from our life. I think they were just like, we're going to keep our fountain clean. And we're going to build our foundation for our children right. And I'm going to raise Julia and I'm going to raise my son and our foundation is going to be built on the word of God and the truth of God 
and we're not going to let any bitter thing take out our home. We're going to keep the fountain clean. And the result of that is, well, Zoe is a result of their fruit. When you live for Jesus, fruit appears and you're like, I wasn't even what I was going for. That wasn't even what I was after. I was only after the moment of judgment of saying what I did on this earth. Jesus goes, hey, thanks so much. Remember when I was thirsty and you gave me a drink? Remember when I didn't have any clothes and you gave me clothes? Hey, remember that one time I was in prison and you came and visited me? And we're going to go, um, no, sir, uh-uh. I don't remember. And he's going to say, what you did to the least of these, you did for me. Well done, thy good and thy faithful servant, with whom I'm well pleased. Don't you live for the approval of man. We live for the approval of God. Don't get caught up trying to build bigger. I say, Zoe, we build stronger. Don't you drink the bitter water. There's a tree over there. Some solution that God wants to show you. Don't you live for moment by moment. Live for fruitfulness. Because the more faithful you are, the more fruitful you will be. Come on, do you agree with it today? Come on, why don't you clap? Come on, Westside, clap with us. Why don't you stand to your feet? Father, we thank you today for the fountains, for the living water. We thank you, God, that we can come to you because we're thirsty and we can drink in your love and drink in your grace and drink in new beginnings. We thank you that you're a good God. God, we're asking you, God, rebuild our foundation. God, we repent for trying to build bigger. We can hear you today say build stronger. And Lord, we're believing today for fruit from our life. Lord, we want to be fruitful. We want to have the glory of God run through our lives in the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, Zoe. If you believe that today, why don't we worship God, give him a praise, and sing out for his glory. Come on, let's worship. <laughs>